0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. Of course, on Thursday, it becomes our, or Fridays, rather, it becomes our gambling show. And uh, I was lucky enough to be joined by one Mr. Vlad Sedler uh, of Elite Fantasy who is a is a crusher. Uh, if you don't if you do not follow Vlad on Twitter, he uh, he is what a lot of us aspire to do. He crushes the high stakes contests of a lot of different formats and is definitely a grinder. Vlad, how you doing, buddy?
0: Davis, I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Very, very excited to, uh, to get to this week. Last week, not a good week of, uh, of picking for me. I, I hated this late last week. Uh, so I, I actually like in the contests I'm in where you're allowed to make as many picks as you want. I really limited uh, just the total number of picks that I made. But, uh, you know, just so just so that people know, do you play in like any kind of picks contest or anything like that right now?
0: Yeah, I've got a couple of things. I mean, nothing too, um, extravagant, like obviously, um, you know, super contest would be something I would love to get into next year. Um, no, we just, you know, uh, we, we do some staff picks for the site over on fantasy guru and, um, you know, um, doing all right there for now, but that's just a straight, um, you know, no spread there, um, just to pick them. Um, and then, um, you know, do, I do the, you know, the, the, the after the, um, after the spread with you actually in, uh, that, Pentathlon uh, league that we do. yeah yeah
1: the uh the, like the athletic rotowire league
0: um you yeah, well yeah well the one where we got all the different i think the one you're in with uh, sammy where we do the yeah we have like DFS, we have survivor we have
1: best ball and survivor and against the spread and dfs and all that yeah
0: yeah yeah so um yeah so in there um but yeah nothing nothing too hefty like everything is mostly uh you know dfs the high stakes season long stuff like that yeah. Um,
1: so I mean, and I want to know if, if anyone else agrees with me, but I kind of think that the, uh, I kind of think that the Miami dolphins are ruining survivor pools this year. What are, what is, what is your take on that?
0: I mean, it's kind of the way everyone's been going. I mean, since the beginning, I mean, everybody knew that the dolphins would be bad, uh, but perhaps not many, um, you know, sort of surmise to this level. And, and honestly, um, you can just basically pick against them all year at some point something crazy is going to happen because they they football.
1: play wa- they play Washington and that's going to be a week where people either don't pick against them or the chalk pick that people make is not going to like that's the week where chaos could happen is the week where Miami plays against Washington I believe at home
0: for, yeah for sure and and actually in week two um I I didn't, um, I, I wasn't able to switch out. Like I had Baltimore in there. I was going to put in new England for their matchup against the dolphins and I didn't. So I left Baltimore in there. So I have a little bit of a differentiator there where I still have new England to use where the masses have used, um, you know, have, have, have at this point used new England, but it really, it's just like a, you know, the kiss method, just keep it simple, stupid, just, you know, keep running out. Um, whoever's playing the chargers for now until, like you said, until they face the Redskins and then we have to re- revisit.
1: I've I've been trying to avoid the Miami matchup every single week. Uh so so I've not I have not picked against them yet in like in in smaller pools like a 12 team pool, I think that's fine like in the in the league we're on I think it's fine to pick against them because the game theory there is much less important than just getting something right. But in my in like I'm in a couple larger contests and I have not picked against them yet. And this week I I will not be the Chargers are about fifty percent picked in yeah. uh in large pools this week. So I think the Chargers are clearly the chalk pick this week. But uh, I the the non chalk pick that I'm making in like uh, like I'm in this one on Yahoo and a couple others. I will be picking the Ravens at home to the Cleveland Browns.
0: I like it. I like it. That's a good one. Um, you know, unfortunately I already used the Ravens, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a whole matchup. Uh, I, you know, I think I will maybe talk, talk about this game a little bit later, but, um, but yeah, I think there are a couple of key injuries in the secondary there for Cleveland that really sets it up nicely for Baltimore. So I'm not opposed to that. Uh, I think the Rams are interesting too. Uh, you know, it's, you know, obviously they have a, a nine yeah. point advantage there. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay, you got Winston on the road. Um, you know, Godwin is a little banged up. Um, You know, Ram's obviously a different beast at home. So I think that's a, a potential one to use as well.
1: I think I think if you depending on the size of the pool, but one you were literally like I, I think that under one percent of your given pool will take Pittsburgh at home to the Bengals. These are two 0-3 teams. One of them has to win. The Steelers are, I I believe uh, they are a decent sized favorite. I I am pulling up the line right now. But like that that would be an example of a spot that is like like mega contrarian. And you know, if if something weird happens, in uh if something weird happens with the miami game like that knocks out like half your pool basically
0: yeah that's crazy and that's a that's a tough one for me because i mean i don't know man those Bengals just just out of nowhere can it's just a whole different ball game now with uh, well, it, without it Big seems ben. like
1: and it seems like zach taylor is a good coach too
0: yeah for sure but it, it's crazy Bengals are at one point favorites on the road pretty wild
1: yeah, it is. It is very wild. Um, all right, now let's uh, let's start getting into uh, some of our picks for the week. We so depending on who's on the show, sometimes we just kind of run through the uh, super contest lines for the week. But both you and I are actually uh, pretty into just betting lines in general. So, what are some of your favorite totals of the week?
0: You know, the one that really sticks up to me, sticks out to me, and you know, I'm I'm truly hoping it's not a trap. Is this Seattle Arizona game? Um, you know, I think uh, in DFS especially, um, you know, we've all pretty much had success in having you know parts of um, you know offenses either with you know on the Arizona side or, or teams against them. Just because, I mean, you know, shit. I mean, they're running just so many plays. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, Murray, um, you know, starting to scramble a little bit too and, and running for some yards last game. Yeah. The offense is really starting to click. You know, I mean, they have a whole new system, a new coach, new everything. It's taken a couple of weeks to to get things going. Um, but obviously, the Seattle offense is, is quite the beast. And both these teams have really uh, big issues in, in their defense. You know, Seattle's secondary um, just, you know, really isn't, uh, isn't all that strong. Um, you know, we've seen them, you know, p- put up some big games with them. So, I mean, this total has only jumped about one point um, from open. It was at 47. Now it's at 48. And I don't know. This just, to me, kind of seems like a game that can get into the 30s. Um, but that's pretty much my my favorite one of the night.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. Uh, I've just it's already been successful for me. It was not uh, was not in week three as Kyler really did not play well in the second half but just betting on Arizona and betting on that offensive system has been useful and helpful so far like and, and even even though i think it's pretty clear that i like cliff kingsbury does not seem like a great coach right no, like it's, no. it seems like he's making a lot of uh, you know kind of basic mistakes in terms of like you know when to go for it and stuff like that but kyler is really good and the offensive system is good enough that it's kind of buoyed this not very good team and uh your your next one here I also uh just could not agree more with your next one
0: yeah um again it's it's kind of chalky but uh Kansas City and Detroit um over 54 and a half I think I who even if it went up another point um I'd probably take it you know, probably still end up taking it um the narrative this week is I mean shoot it's it's Mahomes's first um professional game in a dome uh, we've seen what he's done outside of domes. I mean, this just can be an absolute, you know, banana fest. So, uh, man, I, I like, you know, preseason, I kind of went in on the Detroit offense. Um, I, I really thought Stafford had a bad year last year. Uh, obviously, he lost on Johnson early in the year, Marvin Jones for most of the season. Pretty much just had Kenny Galladay who really blew up. But um, I think this Detroit offense can hang with him. If the game was in Kansas City, I'd maybe be a little bit more concerned. But, um, you know, here in Detroit, uh, I think Detroit, you know, maybe won't have enough firepower to actually keep up and, and cover the spread. But I think absolutely this game, you know, goes you know gets up there. I mean, Kansas City pretty much gets your 30 points every single week. Um, we saw the little blip with they scored like 29 against Oakland. Um, but outside of that, I mean, 54 and a half is a, a really nice total to go over.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the the Mahomes stat now is that he has started, I think what the math is he, he must have started like twenty-two games now, and he's never once quarterbacked an offense that scored less than twenty-six points. <laughs> So yes. like that, that's, that like, that is the baseline of where you're starting out for with totals. And then, you know, they, they haven't been tested yet. No team has been able to test them yet. But at the point in which they are somehow like kind of taken to the brink at all, I think that they might go to like an 80-20 pass ratio. And just like, I think that they would be a threat to score 50 themselves.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Like, I'm just kind of looking ahead to their schedule. Like, I don't really see anyone, you know, maybe Green Bay in week eight, but even then I'm not so sure. I mean, yeah, I I mean Rogers would
1: have to show us something different than what he showed us thus far.
0: Yeah. But other than that, I mean, you're just looking it's like Indy, Houston at Denver, Minnesota, Tennessee. I mean, it's just, you know, it's going to be a lot of routes. Um, It'll be fun when it gets like later in the season, the first week of the fantasy playoffs, it'll be Kansas city at new England. So that'll, that'll be a banger for sure.
1: Yeah, that uh, so I'm I am on board with both of these thus far. Now, uh, you have you have another one that I uh, so I'm I do these uh, like fantasy pros. uh, I do like the betting contest, uh, like the betting accuracy challenge. And uh, I've, I've been staring at this line. And I think the line is such that it demands you make a pick. So what what side of this Minnesota Chicago line
0: do you have? If I'm not mistaken, didn't you crush that thing last year or weren't you? I did.
1: Yeah. I got, uh, I think I finished third last year.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Nice one. Nice work, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Minnesota, Chicago, it just, you know, in just, in its essence, it just kind of screams an under game. Um, It it, it just, you know, it it seems to me where you're going to have defenses are sort of, um, you know, stalling good drives. You're going to have, you know, um, a strong run D with Chicago that I think is going to challenge Dalvin Cook for the first time that we've seen all month. Um, you know, I don't think Mitch Trubisky and his offense is is running on, on all cylinders yet. Um, and so I just see a lot of field goals in this game, you know, maybe some, you know, a lucky defensive touchdown, but um, you know, I, it's always scary when you're betting an under of, you know, something under 40 of really is- low. Yeah. Yeah, but to me, like for whatever reason, uh, I just feel like it, this one is a little bit safer to go under than Denver, uh, Jacksonville. For whatever reason, I see Denver, Jacksonville possibly kind of squeaking. No, I over. no, I
1: think I think Denver, Jacksonville more likely to go over than this game. I, I agree with that for sure.
0: Yeah, exactly. So and and so it's one where it's not like a super strong confidence pick, but if I was to go with a lean um, and place this bet, I would probably hope for like a 17 14 20 to 17 type of game for Minnesota Chicago.
1: Yeah, I think I think that that is I think that that is definitely reasonable. Do you have any other totals that you are that you were into?
0: Um, You know what I was a little curious on the on the Chargers Miami one. I mean, honestly, anything could (laughs) happen of course. Um, And I did kind of mention last week, um, you know, just on Twitter that I did believe that moving from fifth Fitzpatrick to Rosen was going to kind of help boost the offense a little bit. And it did obviously. It did did a
1: little bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A little bit, but obviously, you know, Chargers team is, is a juggernaut. They're obviously, you know, always hit with some sort of bad luck or, you know, some like last minute, um, you know, disasters that occur. There's, you know, some black cloud with that team always being injured. So, um, you know, I don't know. I'm looking at the, you know, the numbers right now, you've got about two thirds of the money is on the under, Um, And I think it'll be close. I think it's going to be one of those situations where it's going to be like kind of tinkering right around the line, like going into the, you know, the two minute drill in the fourth quarter. And then we see some kind of like garbage points. Um, But like, you know, Miami's total is 14. I don't know if I see them getting there. Um, Meanwhile, the chargers are right around 30 and I see them topping that a little bit. So something like, yeah, we're right at the line there, you know, it's like 30, what 43 and a half. So a 33 to 10 or 34 to 10 type of score and you're like, you're right around the line. So I think that's kind of a a tough one to to look at.
1: Yeah, there we go. All right. Now, uh, this is the, this is the, the segment people love. Uh, We have our, our three most confident picks against the spread Uh, have been doing pretty well thus far this year. I've been, I've been, I've been having fun, enjoying betting thus far. Where, uh, where do you start with your third most confident pick?
0: Uh, Third, I guess would probably be the giants. Uh, They're at home favored right now by two and a half. There's a little bit of, um, you know, intrigue here as far as what's going to happen with the Redskins quarterback because uh, Keenum is, is dealing with a foot issue. We might see the uh, the debut of uh, rookie quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Um, and so that kind of throws a wrench into things. And, and I honestly can't tell you whether I think that'll be better or worse. Um, you know, a lot of times we see, somebody new pop into an offense and just go nuts you know kind of like Baker did last week uh, last season and you know very many cases of this but it's a little bit different when you're kind of game planning for it so I think maybe Washington keeps them um, you know kind of questioning things for a bit but either way the Giants um, with even with Gallman there without Barkley I kind of like this to be a high scoring game I like them to to pull it off by at least a field goal so two and a half to me sounds like a good start.
1: Yeah, I I, uh, I like that side. Uh, I like that side as well. My uh, my third most confident was going to be Houston minus four over Carolina, simply because uh, I mean I just I think Houston is a better team, and you know call me crazy, but uh, I think it's probably unlikely that Kyle Allen is that good right like I, I don't think Kyle Allen is coming back with uh you know 90 percent completion and four touchdowns in this game on the road at Houston I think this is a, a much more difficult spot for them
0: yeah I think it's a it's a, like a perfect letdown spot um and, and same thing I think people that may be thinking about going back to the Kyle Allen bandwagon kind of you know um you know looking at last week's box score are going to be a little bit disappointed so um so yeah I'm fine with it you know especially with you know Houston at home here, uh, obviously they have some some problems with the offensive line. I could see Carolina getting to them and you know and, and pulling off some sacks, um, but you know a real. Um, you know, it's just, again, it's a rookie quarterback in his second game. Um, he's not as talented as, as a lot of people think they are. And so I'm, I'm good with that. I like Houston minus four. Yeah,
1: I think that the, I think that, that just seems, uh, I think that seems fairly straightforward. Uh, and I But I don't think that's going to be a popular one. I do, I do not think that Houston minus four, uh, despite the fact that, you know, they're just coming off of this Chargers win and, the, you know, everything seems to indicate that the markets think that the Chargers are very good. Like I just, it seems like this is not a popular line to me.
0: Yeah. I don't think it is. It's one of those where there's enough respect for Carolina and, you know, um, you know, what McCaffrey does and the fact that they've got all these like, you know, badass receivers like, uh, you know, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, even Greg Olson, like Greg Olson is still alive and crushing it, which is hilarious. Um, So I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think it'll be all that popular.
1: Yeah. All right. What is your second most confident pick?
0: Second one is the chiefs for me. Um, love six it and a, yeah you know it's it's uh you know it's six and a half I do think that the Lions is somewhat hang um you know and by that I mean within 10 to 14 points like you know most of the game um in, in, enough where you know Kansas City isn't going to have to just going to have to start like running it you know down their throats with Darrell Williams but they'll continue to throw it um and so yeah I mean you know they've got the firepower to win by at least a touchdown. So um, six and a half, even though they're on the road, um, I think is a really good spot for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, just, uh, I think, I think if you just take the best, I think if you just simply took the best team and I think that the chiefs are the best team uh, I I just feel like that is, yeah, that, that is clearly, I think the right thing to do. And uh, so I'm, I'm completely on board with, I just, as a strategy, I'm just very on board with that.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes people might like overthink things be like, oh, this is the game where, you know, Kansas City, but you can't keep doing that. At some point you, you know, especially in this type of format and, you know, betting, I mean, it's just, here's the best team. Um, They're playing a, you know, basically like a a mediocre team and they're pretty much going to do what they want with them. So um, six and a half is not that big of a spread.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board with that. So, uh, now what is, uh, okay. Oh, now we're to my second most confident pick, which, uh, I, I was having a a hard time coming up with something that I felt super good about. And this line is different at a lot of different books, but, uh, I, I'm going to stick with my boys, Arizona plus five and a half or plus six, depending on which book you're at. I've seen, I've seen both numbers and I think some places even have five, but basically, uh, I, I think that Seattle's defense is bad and I think that that is going to be exposed by the Arizona Cardinals because they are just run a lot of plays and I think that I think this is actually a bad matchup for Seattle
0: yeah I mean Arizona has a really um, I mean strong I mean how bad the the defensive line is for Seattle like is is insane where Arizona actually with their kind of mediocre um, offensive line have an advantage. I mean, you're just looking at, you know, the matchup. Yeah. It's, it's a really good spot for Kyler and, and uh, you know, um, Christian Kirk, who's like the new D.D. Westbrook. I mean, that's insane. I mean, how many catches he had last week. Him and Fitzgerald, um, man, I, I really like this offense. I like the game. I have enough respect for Seattle where I think the spread isn't, you know, quite where I would want it to be where I feel comfortable taking Arizona. Uh,
1: 7 fact- 7 is the right number, right? Like if it's yeah. 7 then you say you say okay, that's a smash which is why if this was 7, this would be my number 1 of the week. The 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 thing I think that gives me uh the thing that I'm really into this line is Pete Carroll doesn't want to play football the most effective way he can. He does not yeah. want to unleash Russell Wilson, which if, if I thought that Russell Wilson was going to throw 40 times and just be able to do his thing, I wouldn't bet this to 10. But I think that they're going to get a lead, and I think that it's going to be Chris Carson and Rashad Penny and CJ Prosize and Russell Wilson might throw 20 times. And that is horrible for them, and it's really good for Arizona.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you got to imagine at some point, Chris Carson is going to kind of bounce back. I mean, he's like leading the world in, in fumbles and, you know, was rightfully uh, pretty much benched in that second half. And this is a, you know, game without Rashard Penny. So they were, you know, um, running with CJ ProSize, who's still around crazily. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, obviously Carson is, is Carol's P project, uh, pet project. He's going to uh, I'm sorry, uh, Carol's pet project. So he's just going to continue to run him as much as he can if they have a lead. Uh, but it should be a close enough game. So I definitely don't mind that spread. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, there we go. So now I I think spoiler alert, I think we both have the same most confident pick. Nice.
0: Yes. So So what is, what is yours? Mine is the Rams Um, Rams minus nine. It might seem a little high, but uh, I mean, I just see them crushing Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa's coming off that, um, you know, that nice game last week. It worked out for a lot of us in, in DFS and, you know, all signs sort of pointed uh, based on the matchup that it was going to be a smash spot for, uh, for Winston and the offense. Um, but now it's going to be a little bit of a letdown for them. Um, they're legit facing the worst. Uh, I mean, literally the, the the best secondary that anyone can face, um, you know, between keep to leave, you know, Peter's Roby Coleman, um, who's an amazing slot corner. They have yet to allow a touchdown in their coverage uh, through three games. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, you know, Godwin is dealing with a hit pointer, um, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Rams are just a whole different animal at home. I really, really love the Rams to uh, to smash and, and win by at least ten.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I really like this spot as well. And I think that I think that um, there's definitely a little bit of an element of like I don't think Jared Goff has played as bad as people say he's played. Right? Mm-hmm. Like every everyone and their mom wants to tell you how horrible Jared Goff has played. I I kind of disagree. I don't. I think that he's been just about Jared Goff and that things with this offense are just in flux a little bit and uh and they're learning how to deal with some of the different looks but I don't think Goff has been horrible and I think that uh this is this is definitely a a Jameis uh you know is just gets overwhelmed and is and is squinting down the field at another pick six that he threw sort of spot
0: (laughs) yeah for sure a couple a couple pick sixes maybe
1: um, so the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we get out of here is player props. This is I, I love to bet player props because the lines just are not as sharp, right? And yeah. and they are they are more finely attuned towards people like you and I who are thinking a lot about how players are going to perform, anyways. And they're they're not touted nearly as much, basically. And uh, you know, for for people who are wanting to get twenty thousand dollars down a weekend, they're probably not ideal. But for people who want to get you know, $2,000 of total action out on a weekend, player props are a great way to supplement that action.
0: Yeah, they're kind of like the, the, you know, you know, sharp's little secret, Um, especially people, you know, like us is just have been doing this for a really long time and and feel really in tune, um, you know, especially on the the fantasy uh, standpoint. Um, And a lot of times, and you know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, sometimes when you look at something and you know that it's without even doing much much research you know oh I'm clearly going over on this or I'm clearly going under where something just really shoots out as a as a mispriced line um you usually win those right
1: yeah i I don't remember a time where I ever felt super confident in a line and was oh, and was like punished for that where I was like oh actually clearly that was bad and I should feel bad for uh, for betting that or whatever like generally like if if someone I really like in dFs like there's there's been four times this has happened already this year and their reception total has been like three and a half they're like okay Mm -hmm. that's just an an easy over and you're getting those a lot of time at like minus 115 so they're not even like horrible juice
0: yeah and 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 actually so your boys uh connor allen and um, ryan nuna i was on on their show last week um you know sort of a similar format for the show and they kind of got me hooked on this uh this thrive fantasy game uh which is basically like a you know DFS for prop betting where they basically, you know, they throw out like 20 um, very specific props based on, you know, the Sunday slate. And you basically pick 10 of those, the ones that you feel strongest about, and then you get a certain amount of points for each one. So there's, you know, different elements to it. Um, And I just remember, like, I was pretty stoked. Like, I I feel like I was pretty much the only one on the Echler under Um, uh, total. It was like total rushing receiving at like 97 or something like that. I started looking at how Houston has, you know, basically kind of fended off running backs for so long, and I just got under there. I think it was by like a few yards, where you know the whole world was on the Eckler over. I'm on the under. And right. I was just kind of stoked to pull that one off.
1: Yeah, that is a that is a that is a pretty good one. So, yeah. where are some spots that you are looking at this week?
0: Um, I think the one that sticks out most to me, um, at least that I saw on the site, was um, in, in it probably on on regular markets. It's probably on the low side, but there's a Marlon Mack, um, over under 62 and a half rushing yards. Um, and it's just a, it's a smash for me. It feels like the easiest bet on the board, um, in games where, uh, you know, Indy has positive, uh, game script going their way. I mean, this is what Marlon Mack does. He just absolutely smashes. This is like, you know, the the 150 plus rushing yards type of spot. Um, you know, he's, um, you know, basically, I think like top seven among all running backs in in snaps, uh, you know, snap percentage so far, Um, you know, obviously guys like, um, you know, Jordan Wilkins and, um, you know, the other guy there, blanking on his name, they're just uh, uh, Hines. They're just not really big parts of the offense. I mean, he pretty much is the offense. If they have a lead, he's running it down Oakland's throats. We saw what Oakland, uh, you know, what happened in last week. I think there was some concern like, oh, Oakland's going to be a decent run defense, um, but last week, I mean, between Dalvin Cook, Madison, no, they and they Boom, suck
1: so bad. Yeah,
0: dude, I mean, it was it was insane. The it was like thirty-one uh, carries, uh, almost two hundred yards on the ground. It was just insane. So it's a good spot for Mac. He's third in the league in rushing right now. So that's kind of my favorite prop right
1: now. Yeah, I I am in on that. I agree with uh, another one that you have here, but. Amari Cooper overs have been so good. Really Dallas Cowboy overs in general, like if you bet overs on their team total or overs on receptions, just because they are, uh, they, they are just fantastic. They are, they are such a good team. And that's another thing that I love to do with props is just correlate, correlate prop betting with um, just teams that I think are going to overperform their Vegas team total in general. I think that's like a great way to start approaching things.
0: Yeah, I love um, this. Like this whole Dallas situation. The fact they brought in, you know, Kellen Moore there. Like, I mean, guys like 31. I mean, he's thirty-one years old, and and he's just doing like some insane things with that offense. Um, bringing the most out of Dak Prescott, Amari um, Cooper finally living up to the hype. You know, now out of Oakland, so I love it. Um, this prop specifically might seem a little high, but not for Amari this week. It's uh, over eighty point five receiving yards. Um, obviously with no Gallup uh, target share goes up for him. This is going to be uh, the Sunday night game with the Saints. I figure it's going to be pretty uh, competitive, going to be fast paced, a close one. Um, and the kind of the kicker here is that um, how bad New Orleans um, secondary has been. I mean, obviously they've got Eli Apple there on one side and he's obviously been one of the worst uh, covered corners of the last couple years. But then Marshawn Lattimore, too, man, he's been shocking. Like, his rookie year, he was a shutdown, man. Like, you you just literally could not um, make plays on him since then. Like, last year and the beginning of this year, he's um, legit, like, among the worst uh, cover corners in the league. So, you know, if that's who Cooper's facing in both these games and Prescott's going to be throwing a lot, I love this over.
1: Yeah, I, I am in on these. Some of the other things I would tell people to look at when the lines start coming out Sunday morning is, uh, as I mentioned, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers lines like Juju receptions or Juju receiving yards might be um, a, a little bit low. And then also, I, I just wonder if there are some books that maybe have not quite caught up with the Arizona Cardinals and the fact that they're running so many pass plays. And I'm wondering if maybe... There are some books where you can get like over four receptions or over six receptions even for Christian Kirk or Larry Fitzgerald because those would be some of the easiest overs of all time.
0: Yeah, agreed. I mean, yeah, just if you, if you could just you know load up on on overs on recep- receptions for all those guys, even David Johnson.
1: Yeah. Um, all right, man. I think I think that uh, that covers it. People people should be ready to uh, to go and uh, and gamble this week. Why don't you uh, tell people about the stuff that you guys have going on over at Guru Elite?
0: Yeah. So, um, kind of working both, uh, both sides of the, um, you know, coin, I guess you could say, as I always do uh, on the fantasy guru side, uh, I've got a column there from the gut, uh, which is basically like a, you know, a little season long, um, you know, uh, from a high stakes perspective. So, you know, write about different bids and people that things are doing there. Um, and then over on the elite side, which is our DFS side, um, basically, um, you know, telling you which quarterbacks to play, um, recommendations there for, uh, from a DFS perspective. So, um, yeah, and I'm at uh, Roto Gut on, on Twitter.
1: There we go. Everyone, please make sure to give Vlad a follow on Twitter and uh, go check out the site. And uh, good luck this week, everybody.